I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Debo Samuel in motion. Brock Purdy will dump it off to McCaffrey. He's got a blocker, he's headed for the end zone, and Christian McCaffrey has a 49er touchdown! Boy, some really nice downfield blocking. Now, back to Will and Diddy on 95.7 The Game. Oh my goodness, what's up everybody? I hope the weekend was fantastic. Please be safe out there. It's going to rain every day for the rest of our lives, so just get used to it. All good. Oh, we need it. <laughs> That, to me, is maybe the most annoying, the most, uh, like, overused expression in the history of Bay Area microclimates. Can I ask you right now, in this moment, January 9th, what would trigger you more? Don't do it, Mark. If I said I'm in a good mood today, Mark. You, you know what you're, I know what you're going to do. I know, but I want to know which one bugs you more. And then I won't tell you either one again. Happy New Year. Once, yeah. It, Happy New Year. Happy New Year on January 9th. Or, shut your mouth. Or... Gosh, it's raining like crazy out there. You know, we really need it. It's, it is, it's so it's close. <laughs> it's close. It's so great. But it's Happy New Year. It's so great that there's water to my ankles as I'm walking my dog at 6 in the morning. Yes, my dog. Some people say we need it. I was like, yeah, we need it. We keep getting it, but we still stay in the drought. There's severe, <laughs> moderate, regular, and then it just doesn't go to back to normal. It just says dry. Can, the, someone, like, can we just get to that, I guess? Someone get a bucket. Like the. You want to know what triggers me? Is when the news does this. Not that I even watch the news, but you'll get word like, okay, we need it. We're in a drought. And then it rains like eight straight days. And then some expert will be like, so it turns out that that actually didn't help uh, because the water did not, uh, you know, saturate. And there's like, what? What are you talking? Somebody go out there and catch this water and just hang on to it until we need it. So that we can stop saying that we need it. Right. The reason why we always need it is because we don't have the infrastructure in place to actually keep it and store it. Do you realize how much of this rain will just go out to the ocean and bye-bye water? Well, that's where so water long? goes. It goes to the ocean. Not if you keep it. It's right out there. If we had the actual capability to catch and maintain and sustain all the water that falls from the sky we wouldn't need it but we do need it because we let it all just go out to the bay i was at Allegiant stadium last week and this place Whoop. this place can put a stage in the stands this place can make a hot dog three dollars and coexist this place i'm told i didn't experience this but apparently there's some high rollers if you do want to drive to Allegiant, which no one does but if you do want to do that do you want to know where they put their car Whoop, you just drive over to a platform and it's like the Magna Carta. The thing flies down below the ground. Really? And they stick it underneath the stadium. You can figure all that out, but you can't figure out how to catch the rain? Who will catch the rain, Dibs? Who will catch the rain? Thank you. It's a three. Um, it's a throwback reference. A little CCR. Before? On a Monday. On a Victory Monday, on by a the way. Victory Monday. It's our last Victory Monday until. Maybe they play on a Sunday, but well, what do you think about just still real get quick? Victory Monday, even if they win on Saturday. Yes, they do. Yeah, and hopefully we will. But how do you feel about the Niners being in that uh, Saturday? Not the afterthought spot. No, it's the appetizer role. It's the opening act. Right. I mean, yeah. Well, how do it's I feel about the it? Blanket. I feel like chips and salsa. I feel like Aaron Rodgers spit the bit on Sunday Night Football. That's what I feel about it. The Seahawks stink. You're a double-digit underdog. The NFL is saying this is not going to be competitive. This is going to be over by halfway through the third quarter. I don't know that all this is going to happen. I'm just telling you what the NFL is saying. 
And, and, and so the thought is this is not going to be that great of a watch. The Seahawks, we've watched them play the 49ers now in multiple scenarios, both stadiums, Thursday night, Sunday, Geno Smith, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, Kyle brought this up. The Seahawks have played all three of the 49er quarterbacks this year, and, and, and it's all looked the same. The 49ers run up and down the field. And, and the Seahawks can't move the ball. But you know, Mark, it's tough to beat a team three times in a year. But is it? Well, it's really not, for those of us who did the research. And that would be me. Uh, 23 times we've seen teams play thrice okay. in one season where a team is going for a three-game sweep. The sweeping team, 14-9 and nine all-time in that third game. Now, of course, the most recent example was last year. Niners going for Niners the sweep for the Rams, yeah. at L.A., but the home teams, by the way, are even more likely to win those games 12-5 uh, and five all time. The home okay. team going for the sweep, which was where the Niners are, going for the sweep of a team, playing that game at home. They've won 12 of 17. Okay, so the, the, the data tells you that, that a little bit north of 60% is, is where we are for a team that's beaten a team twice already in a season, beating them again. So you're already saying it's more more likely than not, even though people say it's... I love it. It's tough to beat a team three to, It's tough to beat anybody. It's the NFL playoffs. That's the idea. So, but you, you play someone for a third time, Usually the home team's going to win. Usually the team that's won the first two is going to win. Right. And I also wonder, there's no way to enter this in unless you're like the Elias Sports Bureau, but what would the record be when you're talking about like a, a spread that's north of a touchdown? Like some of these matchups are in theory pretty close matchups. The 49ers are way better than the Seahawks. Anything can happen. It's the NFL playoffs. But yeah. The league and all of us are expecting the 49ers to right. roll, so they got the appetizer slot. 12 and 6, by the way, not 12 and 5, 12 and 6. So, okay. two out of every three out games out three. where a team is going for the sweep and they're playing at home. And if I looked at all of the games historically by point spread, you would see a lot of them that were double digit spreads. And the team at home, favored by double digits, going for the sweep. They almost always win that game. I'll have that for you, Mark, coming up. I'm very Inside excited. Inside 10 minutes. I'm very, very excited to hear that data. Because uh, I love data. You data can take Dan. that for data. I know. I've always called you Data Dan. Yeah. So So that's um, why you think that they're in the appetizer yeah. slot is don't because you, it's... Don't you think if the Packers won last night, the 49ers are playing Sunday afternoon? Of course. Like, absolutely. Yeah. If it's the Packers 49ers, you're playing... They're, they're, the Niners are playing Sunday afternoon. Kyle and I were having this discussion pre-show about how these games get slotted, where they get slotted. Do you think there's a draft and the ABC, ESPN, the Monday night game? Because it feels like I do think they that, got yes. the first pick. Because well, Tampa and Dallas, that's a very interesting well, game. And it's got obvious marquee value. I got a text from Goo last night. Did, did, and I mean, like he felt, and I think this was based off the conversation right. we had on one of the changeovers <laughs> this week. Because we sort of, we had all stated that the Monday night game, like the 49ers will never be on the Monday night game because they're too big of a brand. And then Tom Brady and the Cowboys end up on Monday night. So I have to admit, I might have been a little bit wrong there. And I do wonder if it's a draft. Because the Monday night game, that is not as big of an audience as Sunday. Just by virtue of what we do on Mondays in our life. We work. We right. got stuff going on. Sunday night is the big deal. So why would brands like the Cowboys and Tom Brady not end up there? But yes, it's certain networks have certain slots. And I do think... Um, you know, th th there are conference tie-ins, and then right. there's and then there's a draft, and uh, and so I yeah I don't know how the order of that works, but yeah, color my eyebrows up. The the, the Bucks and Cowboys yeah. ended up on Monday night, so Fox gets the NFC games. So we know that and the two other games: Seattle, San Francisco, Fox, New York, Minnesota, Fox. So I wonder if ESPN said, "Hey, we'll take this game," and then Fox had the, their two windows to choose between. Giants, Minnesota, which is one thirty Sunday, or Niners, Seattle, which is one thirty Saturday. Yeah. Then the other games get slotted between NBC, CBS. Is curious. They get just the one game, uh, Nance and Romo, but they got Miami and Buffalo. So that's. I, I wonder if they got yeah. the first pick, and then you know NBC got to. 
to pick and choose between the other two for their primetime windows. I would say the spreads are also telling you a quarterback story right now. The spreads come out right away. And I think the spreads are telling you they think Tua's not playing and they think Lamar's not playing. I don't know that that's the case, but I don't you feel like that's what the spreads are telling you? Buffalo's favored by 11. Yeah. That's telling me that they think some sort of Skylar Thompson action is happening or something. Teddy Bridgewater. And, and I think it's Teddy Bridgewater. The great uh, Jimmy Shapiro, yeah. friend of the media, sent us all an email saying the hypothetical spreads for each quarterback. And I think if Skylar Thompson plays, the spread is 14. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. If actually. it's Teddy KGB, then the spread, I think, is 10.5, and, and it's now, what, 11, you say? And what about, what about Tua? If it's Tua, it's more towards 6.5, 7, yeah, I would guess. Yeah, I think 7.5 or yeah. 8. Okay, and then the other one, the Bengals are favored by almost a touchdown against the Ravens, which to me, if Lamar Jackson's yeah. playing, that feels hot. That feels real big because the Bengals struggled to, you know, what they, I think they won by 11 over uh, over the, the Ravens just this week. Yeah. Who were playing their third quarterback. They weren't even playing their backup. So I don't know. This Lamar Jackson situation has been a mystery that's been tucked in somebody's back pocket yeah. for the last month. Something bigger than what we know is going on there. Right. And at this point, if you're Lamar Jackson, yes, you're motivated to play. But maybe if things are already done in terms of you getting an extension there, it's for who for what? You go into Ricky Waters mode. Am I going to risk my injury and my health to come back and play for an organization that clearly doesn't want me? That is a curious one. Well, I think there. Listen, this would be tough to to pitch to your teammates. The teammates are going to be sort of on your side, right? Players all want to get paid, and so they understand what Lamar's standoff is about. But also, look, if the Ravens now just go one and done, get knocked out easily by the Bengals, and and the numbers will show that they score about twice as many points per game when Lamar's in there. Yeah, I mean, is there a better negotiating tool than that? You walk in there in the offseason and be like, how'd that feel? How'd that taste? Will you please give me Tell my... Tell me how my loss Yeah, takes. exactly. Will you give me my money now? Like, you're irrelevant without me. And they, it's true. He's totally... But I also understand why the Ravens don't want to give out the Deshaun Watson contract. So, yeah. one of those rare situations, I feel like both sides are right. Just one more, and I, I know I'm scattershotting you with a whole bunch of stuff. No, fire away. That's what today's all about. How beautiful was yesterday's beginning with Naeem Hines going to the crib. I mean, can we all talk about... Oh, my gosh. And, and you did show of hands earlier. Show of hands if you had to reach for the tissue when he gets to the 40 to the 50, he gets a block, jukes the kicker out of out of the building at the 45 to the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, and by the time he gets to the end zone, I mean, not totally. a dry eye in the house, so brother. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, just bring, bring you inside Thank the home you. for a second because uh, next level flag football got started yesterday. Your boy looking good, by the way, in his yeah. Bears gamer Scored. with the, with the long sleeve undershirt. He he went to the house on his first touch of the game. House I just, call? I mean, house From call. From baby Willie? Those guys were piling on each other in the end zone. Listen, the gritty happens more in next-level flag football than it does in Vikings games. I just want to tell you, these kids are next-level next level celebrations in these touchdowns. But anyway, I love it. You're making me want to be like a next-level oh fan. Because I saw your Instagram, Come your out. boy pregame. It's like, that dude looks like a stone-cold killer at eight. And then the next picture with, and I love the way they put the football on a table. We don't need a center. We just need a small card table. yeah. yeah. And they're out there at the Tam High Field uh -huh. at Bruce Grant Memorial, and I'm like, I'm kind of like, dude. I may have to start showing up to these next level you games. Should. The they got them out by me out in the 925, and so I've I've been to some flag football. It's a lot more fun, even if you have no stake in the game. I'm than you telling think. you, these next level games where just every hour it's like it's the second graders, then the third graders, then the fourth graders, then the fifth graders. It is so so good and so much fun. So Jude's level this year, they, they kick at 11. So that means practice is at 10. So you drop them at 10. But you practice before you the practice game. practice for an hour, oh, and then you play the okay. game. Right, that's how they do it. So he's out there at 10. So I gave him the drop-off at about 9.50, week one, don't be late, kid. I gave him the drop-off 10 a.m., hightail it back to the house, pick up my other son and nephew who are in town, get them a little breakfast. We're going to get over there for the game. So I'm coming back into the house right at 10 a.m. Okay. This is why I bring it up. Because Naheem Hines. So I'm running to the kitchen. I'm, I'm warming tortillas. It's breakfast time for the teenagers who sleep forever. And they come out all bleary-eyed. And I'm warming tortillas. And they go, Dad. Dad. 
The Bills just returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. And I got the biggest lump in my throat. I go, what did you just say to me? And I come running into the living room, and I watch the replay of Hines running down the right sideline and scoring. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is full-body chills. Do you want to know what it reminded me of? Do you remember D. Gordon, the game after... Jose Fernandez, Fernandez died yes, in a boating accident. Yes. And they had the tribute, and D. Gordon could barely get himself to the plate. He was sobbing and leading off the game for the Marlins. Not he, known for his power, D. What Gordon. Did he, what, he homer three or four times a year? <laughs> if that. And he walks up to the plate with tears in his eyes, and he swings at the ball and knocks the thing into the right center field bleachers. Great call, Mark. And he's sobbing as he's rounding the bases, and I'm like... This this was that. This was that. They were coming. Red Zone Channel started early yesterday so that they could show the, the tribute anthem, yeah, that the they thing. did at that stadium. And then minutes later, they returned the opening kickoff for a score. I got to the Red Zone on, right man. at 9.58 because uh, Keon, my son is at Santa Barbara, and I, our tradition always would be to watch the countdown. And they count you down usually, I think, yep. from two minutes. Yep. And then, da, and then da, the da, theme. Yeah. I'm a Scott Hansen guy because <laughs> yes. I'm on Xfinity. And, uh, you know, so Scott comes out, and he does his thing. They do the tribute, and then the opening kick. And before we even got to the Octo Box, and Naeem Hines returns it to the house, and he jumps in the crowd, and his teammates jump in the crowd. Dude. And you're, you're watching this, and, you're, and then you hear the Buffalo crowd. The crowd goes wild, and then they go even wilder, and then they go Van Wilder. Thank they you. go even another level of wild, <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, dude. Uh, I Am know, I crying? I mean, my four-month-old's crying. For different reasons, I'm crying. Right. The whole damn house is crying. All uh, right, Jamal Williams was crying. Everybody's crying yesterday, and I get it. You know, like I'm not an incredibly uh, religious man, but goodness, sometimes no, but you, the waterworks will go on for oh, Mark Willard. Well, yes, I'm, I'm, I may not be religious, but I got some Dick Vermeil in me. There's no question. Totally. All right, Justin in San Jose, you're next up on Willard and Dibs. Hey, Justin, what are you doing? Hey, no, I'm on my way to work. Hey, 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 this Brock Purdy dude, man. Hey. He's amazing. If we started to draft all over, what would you uh, take? Would you take him over Fields, Trevor Lance, and whoever else? Because he slept on He was, what, the last quarterback picked in the draft, and everybody passed on him. Something like Draymond Green, everybody passed upon Draymond Green. And he's the key to uh, to the worst success. Um, the same thing with Brock Purdy. He's the key right now. He's getting everybody involved. Just imagine if Brock Purdy started the first game of this year. You have Kittle in a thousand yards, Brandon Ayuk a thousand yards, Debo a thousand yards, McCaffrey almost a thousand yards in and reception. What do you guys think about that, Justin? Here's what I what, what I think. I think it's totally understandable uh, with your thought. Although I think you were kind of blending drafts there because yes. you yes. said Justin Fields, and then I think he even said Trevor Lance, which is just a really efficient way of combining two of the quarterbacks yeah. who were taken. And he called him Brock Birdie, which I'm not mad at. I kind of <laughs> like it. Right, right. When oh. he runs for a touchdown, it's bye bye Birdie. Bye bye Birdie, or bye, yeah, bye bye Purdy. Hey. Tiger. Uh, hi, Tiger. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. So, um, but if the, you redo the 2022 draft, he still doesn't go number one overall. No, he doesn't. Like Aiden Hutchinson. I'm <laughs> looking at it. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner was in that draft. Uh, Here's the thing: Chris Olave, Brock Purdy can play. That much has been established. But when you ask that question, it makes me go back to. Uh, and I've referenced this before. There was a pre-draft conversation, 2021, pre-Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, that draft. There was a pre-draft conversation where an unnamed executive. I love that. An unnamed executive was asked, of these five QBs, which one do you like? Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and McCorkle. Okay? Which one do you like out of the five? And I'll never forget the answer because it stuck with me. This executive goes, I'll take whichever one Kyle Shanahan picks. The point being is that, yes, you give some credit to the player for being able to process. You can sort of only, I guess, measure guys against what the same guy would do in the same system. This is why it's okay now to say I like Brock Purdy better than Jimmy. You've watched him with the same coach and the same system and the same teammates and all of that. But if you're asking me today, do I think that Brock Purdy, let's take Trevor Lawrence for example, who's really had a nice second half of the season. Jags have won 6-7 of seven and they're going to host a playoff game this week. Would I take Brock Purdy over Trevor Lawrence? No. 
No, I wouldn't. That and, would be a fireable offense. Yeah, like the, the, that's not the kind of prospect Brock Purdy is yet. He's obviously somebody missed a whole lot. He can do a lot of things, but you can't compare Justin Fields to Brock Purdy. How many players around Brock Purdy, if you did a 49ers and Bears draft, how many Niners are you taking before you get to the first Bear? I mean, 10? 15, 12, I was thinking. 15? Yeah. Like, not five, not six. Justin Fields has got Bubkiss, not Butkiss, Bubkiss around him. They'd be better if they had Butkiss. They would. So, like, I'm really big on Brock Purdy, but a piece of what has happened is because he's on the 49ers. A big piece. Yeah. A big piece. He's on the 49ers. We had Will Hewlett on, his quarterback coach, and what Will Hewlett told us about S2 cognition, which none of us had ever heard of. I've done the deep dive on exactly what that is. It's metrics beyond what we traditionally look at when we look at quarterbacks. We look at any NFL player, 40 time, hand size. Remember, oh, Alex Smith has small hands. Ooh, let's panic. All the rest of it, height and all, you know, can he make all the throws? Well, if there's one thing that executives need to learn from this Brock Purdy, it's twofold. One, yes, your system and the structure where you go matters a lot more than we think, and that's where Kyle Shanahan gets a ton of credit. But the other piece of this is we need to look at things beyond the traditional metrics because what Brock Purdy is showing you, the things that his QB coach Will Hewlett told us about, you can actually see them come to life now and they're measurables that teams traditionally don't look at. The word that comes to mind, if you were really able to assess this pre-draft, and I don't think you fully can, although maybe S2 cognition oh, I love it. will help. The word is processing. I would like to know how good a quarterback is at processing. Now, that also matters more or less depending on what team you're going to. Okay, If you're the New York Jets... Processing matters a little bit less because I don't even like, or, or even the New England Patriots. The Patriots don't even have an offensive coordinator. So what is it that Mac Jones is processing? Yes, it matters, but it doesn't matter as much because you don't have an elite play caller. The 49ers are one of the teams. The Chiefs, right, they play ring around the rosy. They've got elite play callers. If you have an elite play caller, what I want more than anything, you can talk about mobility, you can talk about arm strength, I want processing. I want someone who sees what's happening before it's happening, processes it quickly, and makes good decisions. Perception speed is what go. it is in S2 there cognition. How fast do you process the speed of the game? And the other thing that he does well, according to his QB coach, decision complexity. How fast can you execute, read, react decisions? So not only can you see it, but when you see it and you snap the ball, you've got 21 other people running crazy how quickly can you do the read-react and know not only know what you're supposed to do, but then be able to do it as quickly as you can? And these are things that you don't learn at the Combine watching a guy run a 40. Um, as you know, the postseason begins now, and the road to Glendale is brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union, working for you today, tomorrow, together. It's also all sponsored oh. by Solo. Your call's continuing, 888-957-9570. Also, this developing news Kyle Shanahan, who is speaking publicly and was over the last 20 minutes, says he does expect the 49ers to have Aaron Banks and Dre Greenlaw back at practice Big. this week. Right. So here's the other thing about Brock Purdy. Like, this is a part of it. He doesn't get all the credit for this. But, again, there's another one. Do you even notice that one of the 49ers' top-graded offensive linemen wasn't playing yesterday. Dre Greenlaw's probably been the most underrated defensive player in the entire NFL this year. He wasn't playing. Yeah. Debo Samuel for four game, he wasn't playing. And the whole machine looks the exact same, even when you got a second stringer there and a second stringer over there and a second stringer over there. It's incredible. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking for. Because... That's the one thing as we talk about this playoff run that's coming that we don't know. Like, who potentially might get lost for a game or two or the whole playoffs. Right. 
starting this weekend. Depth of roster has been incredible. And there's only two or three guys you would look at and think, oh, God, if, if you lose them, you may not have a replacement for that player. Brock Birdie being at the top of the list. What, Trent Williams, Nick Bosa. Sure, sure, but, sure, sure. I mean, the fact that we're saying Brock Purdy tells you all you need to know Wild. about where we've been. Um, get all your gear as you get ready for the playoffs at 957thegameshop.com. Get geared up. With gear, relevant shirts, DPOY shirts, hoodies from all the shows, 957thegameshop.com. Your call's next. Plus, will it make you chuckle or roll your eyes? The San Francisco Giants update that I have for you is coming up next on Willard and Dips. Back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark. <laughs> All right. All right, Steph. The Warriors. The Warriors are just going to do this all year, aren't they? Probably, yeah. Hey, we're good. We're good. We're good. No, no, no. You're not good. Oh. No. No, no. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, gosh, they're bad. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. Like, it's just going to be. This is a yo-yo. This is a. This is an okey-doke. Until all their guys get back. Um, but. Uh, 49er playoffs are here. Uh, let's rock and roll. 888-957-9570. Um, are there any reservations left about Brock Purdy? Or are you now assessing this as if this guy's no longer a rookie? Before we get back to that, Dibs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Two quick non-49er related things. Okay. Number one, is this a trap tonight between the Georgia Bulldogs it's a trap. and the Horned Frogs of TCU? We watched TCU go up and down the field on Michigan. We also watched Georgia let Ohio State go up and down the field on them. Yet Georgia is almost a two-touchdown favorite in this game tonight. Is this a trap? No, it's not a trap. And because they're luring you into thinking that it's a trap, a lot of people are going to pile on to TCU and the points. Uh, This is a, to me, this is a one-sided Georgia victory 41-17, 41-17, Georgia will boat race the Horned Frogs and win another chip. I kind of think I kind of think you might be right on that one. I mean, all week long, I'm looking at this going, man, if TCU looks anything like they did a week and a half ago, this is, this is, a, this is a two-foot putt. This is a piece of cake. 
It's like, that's not the way it works. No. That's not the way it works. Yeah, so, and Georgia, yeah, I think... I think I'm with you. Georgia had a little bit of a slip and fall in that game, and yeah. they were able to wake themselves up just in time. Other than that game... Georgia's defense has been pretty darn impressive for the majority of the year. They have been the best team in college football. There's no question right. about it. All right. The other thing is the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> with, with the most San Francisco Giants press release of all time. It's like you could set your watch to it. The, the, the second paragraph or the second sentence or the third sentence. This is the way it goes. The Giants... And right-handed relief pitcher Luke Jackson have agreed to terms on a two-year major league contract worth $11.5 million. It includes a club option uh, option for 2025. So $3 million in 23, $6.5 million in 2024. And if the club likes what they see, they will keep him for 2025 and he will earn $7 million. And if not... He gets a $2 million buyout. So that's the contract with Luke Jackson. And you're like, okay, the Giants signed a reliever. What's the big deal? Flash forward to the next paragraph. It's the same one every time. I feel like the whoever writes these does not, they can just cut and paste. Jackson, 31, missed the entire 2022 season after undergoing Tommy John surgery on April 13th. The surgery was performed by Dr. Keith Meister in Arlington, Texas. Meister. It's the same. (laughs) It's the same. Now. Now. So they signed a guy. Coming off of Tommy John, a guy, another guy who didn't play last year, and well, he played very, very like a few outings, and then he got hurt, and then he got hurt. Prior to that, though, he was on the Braves World Series squad, and he was elite. Like, he was really, really good reliever. One of the best holds, eighth-inning type guys out there. Had an ERA south of two. Like, he was really, really good. And we also know that Tommy John surgery, some people think it makes you stronger now with the right. way guys come back. It's garden variety nowadays. <laughs> it, it, it seems like every pitcher at some point is going to have it done. But 31-year-old reliever, and you sign him for two years, are they hoping he'll be able to be ready to go by April? Or is this going to be another Matthew Boyd situation where he never actually pitches for the team? I don't know. I don't know. But they signed into a multi-year deal here now. This is, this is a two-and-a-half-year contract, right. basically. It's a two-plus. This is a long one. For Farhan, that's a real... I mean, you really stuck your neck out for this and, one, Farhan. And then they tuck this in the bottom of the press release. Oh, there's more? For those of us who read all, <laughs> all the way to the bottom, additionally, the San Francisco Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies have completed a trade with left-handed pitcher Eric Miller. Joining the Giants in exchange for right-handed pitcher Junior Marte. We saw him a little bit last year. Right. Marte. So it's the Miller for Marte deal we've Miller all been talking Marte. about. Miller, who's just 24 years old, was the Phillies' fourth-round selection in 2019. And he's out of <clears throat> Stanford. Okay. You know how we love Bay those Area local ties. guys. Yep. The Giants yep. and the Palo Alto Pipeline are rolling on. Out of Stanford and was, I don't know if is, they was ranked as the Phillies' seventh best prospect, according to MLB.com. So there he hasn't pitched in the bigs? He's... I don't know. I don't know if he's bad. Doesn't sound like it. Okay. Wow. Doesn't sound like it. That's a, such a Farhan move. <laughs> Marte for Miller. You can't, even, you can't even Google people like this because it's like his name's Eric Miller. Do you know how many Eric Millers it's, there I are? I just did that. It's, it's like, funny. <laughs> and there's like Eric Miller, DDS. Yes. Eric Miller, the lawyer. Yeah. Eric Miller. Uh, yeah. The highest he's gotten is he's at, He's triple played triple A. Yeah. Triple A. Mostly double A last year. Seven starts in Reading. Yeah. And uh, three and a half ERA of three and a half last year. Combined. Uh, in the minor yeah, leagues. Triple A and double 2021, A. 2021, yeah. his ERA was 1.42 down in the minors. So uh, there you go. The Giants have got Eric Miller on their team. It's big. And they've also got, uh, what's this other gentleman's name? Luke Jackson. Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty. I wonder how that affects their uh, season win total. We'll have to... Oh, what's going on? Yeah, boy. I'm sure it is. (laughs) 
It's actually the funny thing is, is I mean, this guy will probably he's a pitcher and he's signed by the Giants, which means he'll pitch great. Like he's pitching at Oracle Park. Like it, you, yeah. th- this is probably yeah. fine. It's just so funny that the third paragraph. How many times has the third paragraph been? So he didn't play last year. Right. <laughs> Conforto. Coming Hanniger, off an ACL. Jackson, coming off a of Tommy John. Didn't play last year. Yeah. But, but it was good before that. And look, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. And in other news, I guess it's not really news, but Carlos Correa remains unsigned. I was just going to say, the what's Mets the Correa appear even closer to backing out of that <laughs> well, deal. I mean, what's and going Minnesota, on? by the way, is knock, knock, knocking on that door again. I'm sure Minnesota's going to say, hey, how about another one-year deal? Uh, Carlos, are I mean, you interested? Yeah. Worked out last yeah. year. I uh, what what is the pool right now? We should do a Correa pool just on the number of guaranteed years. I don't care where he plays, but the number of guaranteed. What would you set the over under at? The for Giants Carlos offered Correa? thirteen, yes, and then backed out of it. And then the Mets. The offered Mets had it at 12, twelve, and it appears that the Mets now. It feels like they might be backing out of and it. And I think the Twins offer was, was it 10 or 11? It was 10, yeah, uh, it was 10. 10 for 285. I'm going to over under at 7.5. Guaranteed years. Well, ooh, they're all guaranteed in ooh, baseball. Ooh, I'll take the under. Under 7.5? Yeah, 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 yeah. Guaranteed? Well, they're no, all guaranteed. Well, I guess there, I, there's a, some opt-outs, or you could put yeah, some like, language in if there's an injury. Right. Does if that he a, doesn't match this many. Does that count as a guaranteed year for, like, if your ankle plate flies out of your leg, you're, right. it's null and void? Well, if there's an opt-out based on number of games missed due to injury, then I guess it wouldn't be guaranteed. But I'm thinking in terms of the contract. I think seven and a half is where we are. Man. It is taking. It is January 9th. If it gets down to three years, Farhan's back in. Remember we when, know that. Remember when Boris was like, "Look, we'll hiccup, but by Christmas we got this thing done for sure." It's yeah, yeah. It's January ninth. Yeah, I haven't heard a damn thing. It got quiet. He put that Instagram post out there with his kid in the "I, I Love New York" onesie, and that was a wrap. We haven't heard another word from him. <laughs> we haven't heard a word from anyone since. This is wild, man. What a ride. Oh, goodness. All right, get all geared up for the NFL playoffs at 957thegameshop.com. Get your relevant shirts, your DPOY shirts. We got hoodies. We got gears from all the shows. Honestly, it's really good stuff. Uh, get yours now at 957thegameshop.com. All right. So, Brock Purdy, where you at, everybody? And, and, and this isn't even about next year. It will get to next year. Um, I think it, we've reached a point now where it's pretty difficult to not feel like he's at least going to be the leader in the clubhouse for starting quarterback beyond this year. Sure, let's see what happens. But uh, you'd, hard, you'd be hard-pressed, even if he has kind of a, a wobbly game, to say, uh, okay, now forget it. I don't want to have anything to do uh, with Brock Purdy. This story is going to have all kinds of twists and turns. Uh, there's Jimmy Garoppolo's free agency coming. And a story for another day that I think is fascinating. If if this guy does well in the playoffs and he's the presumed starter next year, like I think all of us are like, great, Trey Lance will be the backup. It, it, like Trey's okay with that. Like that can be a distraction. I don't know how they're going to play this, but I'm looking at this right now and just setting my own disappointment level, if you will. I think every question has been answered. I don't, as much as we all sit here and go, well, what about when the lights come on? Have you ever in the history of professional sports see someone perform at this level and then they get to the postseason and just crumble, just completely fall apart? That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. This guy is 30. He's a walking 35 points. Like... This offense. The data, yes. It's the offense. Well, wait, I mean, he, wait a minute. 15 to 20 yesterday, and it was a nice game. He's had a lot of good games, three touchdowns, but to me, it's it's not just him. Well, of course, it's, it's not his offense. It's not just him. However, I know that Trey Lance never got to play with Christian McCaffrey. That's a big deal, but by the same token, you gotta you gotta give credit for this is how this whole offense looks when he's running it. I mean, other people, Jimmy, he played with all these guys, and they didn't ever score 30 points. This guy almost never not scores 30 right. points. He's now done it on the road. He's done it on prime time. He's done it in the division. He's done it out of the division. He's done it from behind. He's done it from behead. He's 
what question do you have left? And therefore, if you've got none like I do, this has to go to January 29th. I'm with you. Or else I'm wildly disappointed and, and bummed. And I was saying this off the top before he even started one game in relief of the injured Jimmy Garoppolo because of everything else that's around him. As long as he's competent and doesn't completely spit the bit and turn the ball over a ton, this offense is good enough to make it to that game. You're talking about the NFC Championship game, January 29th. And now that we've seen what we've seen from Brock Purdy, not only is he not spitting the bit and looking bad, he actually looks good. He's been the best of the three quarterbacks that the Niners have started this year. Not that it hasn't been close, but he's been the best in terms of (sighs) the optics, the numbers, the winning percentage, everything. This offense is at a whole nother level with Brock Purdy in command. And you go into this weekend, a double-digit favorite, the only other time that a team has gone for a three-game sweep of an opponent and been a double-digit favorite, that team not only won, but they covered that spread. So if the Niners were to lose this game in particular, this would be a titanic disappointment. Oh, gosh. And if you come out next weekend and you you lose that game, it would be a big disappointment. If you go to Philadelphia on January 29th and you lose that game, It'll be a mild disappointment. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, just as a fan, you're disappointed when, you're, when your team loses. It would be a disappointment if they went to the Super Bowl and lost. You'd be bummed, yeah. right? Like, you go to the Super Bowl, you you, you yeah. want to win it, even though the likelihood is... Well, actually, You'd I wonder... You'd be an underdog against Buffalo you? and Kansas City. It, but that, that's Maybe gotta, Cincinnati. Eh, no, nah, I doubt that. That's got to be based on, on, on how they get there, though, to a degree. I, you're right that if they were going to play Buffalo or Kansas City today on a neutral site, I'm with you. The 49ers are a mild dog. But if the Niners just run roughshod through the NFC, I don't know. Because it's kind of what you're saying. Like, are you betting on quarterback versus quarterback or are you betting on team versus team? Right. The 49ers are the most complete team. Right? There's no doubt that Buffalo you, would be... You Buffalo's, can make an argument that Buffalo would be as complete. Their defense isn't as good. It's not as good. Their offense is as good. It's maybe better. even a little bit better. Yeah, they've got a dynamic quarterback. Yeah, and right. I mean, special teams. Tough to look past Naheem Hines yesterday with two kick returns to the, his house and I, say that their special I, teams aren't better. I just mean, look, the Chiefs and the, and the Bills, if you look at the last handful of weeks, they're not blowing people out. Right. They're winning, and they're the best. I get it. I know the Chiefs just blew out the Raiders the way the 49ers did not the week before. They clown the Raiders. <laughs> Ring around the Rosie? Man. Seriously, that is a mess. You walk into Vegas, <laughs> they ring around the Rosie and win by, what was the final score of that game? 31-6 to six or something like that? What was it? 31-13? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty funny. But yeah, Buffalo, like, by the way, has won seven in a row. Th- look, they're and, fantastic. They're both I fantastic. Mean, and I think that you talked about roads. So the Niners would win at home over Seattle. Big whoop. You'd beat Minnesota at home. Okay. Or Dallas, whoever, yeah. or Tampa, whoever comes in, you beat them. You go to Philadelphia and you win. Very impressive. If it's Buffalo, Cincinnati, or Kansas City, then you would have been the team to beat two of those opponents, yeah. most likely. And that to me, is a more impressive run to it than just one impressive road win. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, but I I still think, I mean, the Niners play the Bengals tomorrow. Niners are favored, don't you think? I think the Niners will be favored over Cincinnati. I really do. Um, Yeah. At a neutral, on a neutral field. Cincinnati's road is the hardest. Cincinnati's road is the hardest. Think about it. They've got to beat a division opponent this week. We don't even know if Lamar Jackson's playing, but they have to beat the Baltimore Ravens this week. In theory, if they do that, it's straight to Orchard Park. And you have to win in Buffalo, which is absurd in terms of its difficulty. And if you come out of all of that, odds are (laughs) you're you're heading to Arrowhead. Now, if you get through all of that, Everybody's going to be doing a standing O. I get that. But I just think the perception is always reality when it comes to spreads. And the 49ers will have done their thing in the NFC. I think the 49ers will be favored over the Bengals. Bengals have won eight in a row. So, I mean, the Niners have won if 10 you get in a row, to that game, like, the Bengals will have won 12 straight. The Niners will have won 14 straight. If you go into the Super Bowl, I don't know if we've ever geez. seen that sort of a, of a matchup in terms of two teams 
as hot as that would make you. Let's go back to the phones, but let me ask you this before we do, just really quick, because everyone is focused on five teams, and, and, and I, I got to think that I'm about to name the Super Bowl champion. I mean, you tell me if there's anybody else out there that's even interesting. Okay, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles, Niners. That's it. I mean, I, honestly, that's it. Anybody who emerges outside of that group of five, you're talking double-digit odds in terms of to one. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Dallas would be the next choice, yeah, and I'm they're out. like 12 to one. I'm out on that. So, I mean, Dallas would have to go to Tampa and win, go to San Francisco and win, go to Philadelphia and win. That's the most likely road for the Cowboys. Three road victories and then go to the Super Bowl <laughs> and be five or six point dogs and win over the AFC team. To me, it, it comes down to really four teams. And apologies to Cincinnati, but huh. I'm not... I'm not believing that they can go to Buffalo and Kansas City and win both of those games. To me, it's it's Buffalo, Kansas City. And by the way, Indianapolis says no thank you to the AFC Championship so game on a neutral. Still don't know where that'll be. Apparently, they're overbooked. They have 20,000, <laughs> Mark, 20,000 uh, young girls volleyball players coming to town for a massive tournament. All the hotel rooms are already taken for that weekend. Wow. So where would we go? Because I heard Detroit is out as well. They're not going to send them into weather. Are there any other Midwestern domes that I'm not even thinking of? Where are you, where are you, where I mean, are you going? Is, is St. Louis, can the, the old Edward James oh, dome, is that thing still usable? <laughs> Can we dust off that dome? Uh, The postseason begins now, and the road to Glendale is brought to you by Merowest Credit Union, working for you today, tomorrow, together. We are together right now with Jonathan in San Francisco. Jonathan, you're on with Willard and Dibbs. Hello, Jonathan. What are you doing? Hey, I'm just uh, resting a little bit. I'm a little bit under the weather. Oh, sorry to hear, bud. Uh, I'm actually... I'm not, I'm actually feeling my voice right now. It's kind of better than you know, the, the, the normal voice, but uh, I, I just got to point out something to you guys. Uh, you know, Brock Purdy and the 49ers, they're not getting the respect that they deserve. What the hell is the uh, NFL schedule makers doing? I mean, what's the matter with them? They got the 49ers as an opening act instead of the main act because they got the biggest fan base, one of the most historic teams in the NFL, and they're going to go open this NFL playoffs? I mean, what's going on here? They don't, they don't have it on a Saturday night. They don't have it on a Sunday night. They don't have it on a Monday night. They have it on a Saturday afternoon. And they're kind of like a band who's trying to prove themselves. What the hell's going on? Well, okay, so this is interesting. <laughs> Jonathan's a great rant. Um, and sorry that we didn't get a song today because his voice isn't up to snuff. Um, but look, it's actually, you're whittling it down to this. You're Fox, okay? Be a Fox executive. Here you are. Your options are for the 49ers and Seahawks the, and the Giants and the Vikings. Your options are to put one of them at 1.30 on a Saturday and the other one is going to be at 1.30 on a Sunday. Those right. are your two games. Those are your windows. If, if Aaron Rodgers wins and it's Packers 49ers, I'm putting that game on Sunday. Now, the Packers lose. So you're going to get Seattle and the 49ers versus Giants and Vikings. What do you do? You're right. You have the 49er fan base, which has shown itself to maybe be the fan base in the NFL this year. Vivid Seats believe so. They gave the 49er fan base an award, fan base of the year, in terms of the way they've traveled. However, the other game houses Market 1, okay? New York. You get Market 1, and you're on the road in a game that is expected to be very close and high scoring. Vikings stink on defense, good on offense, Justin Jefferson, that whole crew. And then you've got the 49ers who you think, as an executive, we'll see if they're right, but as an executive, you're like, this game's over at halftime. Yep. So what do you do? Did they make the right choice? Like, I understand it's actually a little bit closer of a debate than you might think, but I, I kind of get it. I get it why they did what they did. Yes, you've got the biggest market in America, in New York. I know they play in New Jersey, but it's the New York market. And you give them the spot. And by the way, that Vikings-Giants game came down to a game-winning field goal. That was an awesome football yes, game. Yes, it was. It was a nail-biter. So you're expecting that game to be closer. And so you put that one on Sunday. And it's unfortunate for the Niners that the other Fox window, Fox and NBC get two games, CBS and ESPN-ABC each get one game in this opening weekend. So 
Monday Night Football, and I wonder if they didn't get a make-good mark because they missed out on what would have been their biggest game of the year, Buffalo-Cincinnati. That was a game that was Monday Night Football, ABC, ESPN. So maybe the league says, hey, we're going to give you the first pick in the draft because we want to make good on the fact that you missed out on a monster rating, and I know that the rating was probably still good. Yeah, did they? I, I mean, know the that rating, we watched it. Right. I mean, my girl Supper, my wife, we watched for 90 minutes right. uh, after the fact just to try to keep up on what was happening, but and that to we, me and is the way that, that yeah, got broken Yeah, we didn't down. know. Yeah. It was like We thought it was going to be canceled, but right. you didn't know, so people are also watching just to be like, is the game coming back? Is it not coming back? And it, and it wasn't. So, listen, I understand. Um, but here's the other thing. Just look at it this way. It's kind of like playing first base at a blackjack table, right? When you're at first base at a blackjack table and you get a 20, man, there's not, just slide it under the chips and then watch everybody else do all their crap and worry about what's going on with them and the dealer. You're just like, I'm good over here. I got 20. Where's my drink? Niners can do that, right? Go win this game 27 to 10. Yeah. And then kick your feet up. Think about it that way if you want. You know what the Niners just earned? An extra day off for their next game. Maybe. Maybe. Well, Fox and CBS each get two games the next weekend, which means Fox and CBS have a game Saturday. Fox and CBS have a game Sunday. So I don't know. For example, whoever wins that Monday night game... You're not playing that. You're not playing Saturday. Correct. Right, but 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 understood that. So Philadelphia is going to play the winner of the Monday night game on Sunday. So the Niners almost assuredly will play Saturday. Most likely, but if they played Sunday, they would probably still play Saturday, and therefore they go on six days rest instead of seven. Good point. Yeah, and it's an early game. Look, get in, get out, get on. Forty Niners. You know, I'm cool with it. Just be ready to go right out the gate. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.